Welcome to Seeing Beyond Risk, a podcast series from the Canadian Institute of Actuaries. I'm Chris Pivoli, Staff Actuary, Communications and Public Affairs at the CIA. Today we'll be continuing our look at the CIA publication entitled Enterprise Risk Management 2019, The New Wave of Risks, which is a collection of articles and essays related to ERM. Our featured essay today is entitled Algorithms Gone Wild. Joining me is the author of this essay, Sai Sai Zhang. Thank you for taking the time to speak with us today. Thank you, Chris. Good to be here. So to start off, I know a lot of us have different concepts of what an algorithm means. So how do you define algorithms for the purpose of your essay? That's a great opening question, Chris. So what's an algorithm? I'm going with a definition that I really like. It is, in essence, a finite set of instructions to be followed to solve a specific problem. So algorithms are, in fact, quite ancient. One of the oldest algorithms, Euclid's algorithms, dates back to ancient Greece and was documented thousands of years before a computer was even invented. So essentially, an algorithm can be carried out by a human. For example, I can use a pen and paper to apply Euclid's algorithm, or they can be carried out by a computer. So nowadays, when we talk about algorithms, we immediately associate them with computer science. However, a computer is merely an agent that automates the execution of these set instructions. That being said, what we're starting to see is that with the rise of machine learning, which is a subset of artificial intelligence, the meaning of the term algorithm is going through a transformative shift from executing rules-based instructions dictated by humans to beginning to break free of these rules and to assimilate new rules based on data. This gives rise to a huge new set of risks, which we discussed quite extensively in the article. So in the article, you provided a couple of interesting examples of algorithmic failures that have recently occurred. I was hoping you could go into a bit more depth on one or two of them and explain what happened. Absolutely. So I'll describe one I found quite interesting, which is the algorithmic failure for Delta Airlines. In 2017, during the initial lead up to Hurricane Irma, Delta Airlines was selling airfares departing from Florida at about six times of its regular prices. So a $500 flight was selling at over 3000 which sparked a huge outrage on social media. Delta, as a result, was accused of price gouging, which refers to rising prices on goods and services to unethical levels particularly during times of crisis. And the U.S. has many state laws that prevent this practice. While at the outset, it did look like Delta was taking advantage of those trying to flee the hurricane. What really happened was an automated response by Delta's yield management systems, which are a set of algorithms that set fares based on the supply and demand of the market. So naturally, in a state of crisis like that, the high demand would push up the price quite dramatically, disregarding any ethical implications, as there merely no ethical valve built into the algorithm that prevents this from happening. While Delta acted really quickly to resolve this issue, we see that such an automated process could potentially lead to reputational losses and legal consequences for the business, especially in the era of social media, where risks can manifest themselves very, very quickly, and the impact can be subsequently astronomical. 
So you indicate that a lot of the risks associated with algorithms arise from their opacity. Can you explain why algorithms often appear so secretive to outsiders? Yes, of course. So you can basically view machine learning algorithms as complex models, and complex models tend to be secretive for various reasons. The research paper we cited in the article by Burrell highlights three forms of opacity when it comes to machine learning algorithms. The first one comes in the form of willful self-protection. For a proprietary software vendor, the algorithm itself is the intellectual property and the competitive advantage. So these vendors have the natural incentive to conceal it from the public as well as their competitors. The second is due to an outsider's technical illiteracy. An algorithm can be completely free and open source, meaning you can open it up, you can read the code, but still appear secretive. And the reason is twofold. One being that it requires not only the theoretical understanding of how an algorithm works, by that I mean mathematically how inputs give rise to output, how the nodes and layers in a neural network uh, work, for example, but also the ability to comprehend computer programming or code in order to understand how an algorithm is being implemented. This requires two sets of skills that are currently a rather scarce resource in the talent market. The third comes from the complexity of an algorithm in production. Say that we have an expert who can comprehend the code, but still may be unable to understand the full modeling process due to the high complexity arising from high dimensionality and the intricacy of the subroutines involved in the process. Can you tell us how algorithms are being used in the insurance sector? I understand that these have implications for both life insurance and PNC insurance. There are many examples, claim processing being one, where insurers are using optical character recognition to handle handwritten claims notice documents. Fraud prevention is another good example where machine learning algorithms are used to identify fraudulent claims faster and more accurately. Insurers are also looking at using chatbots for automated underwriting, where the bot runs on a natural language processing engine. The bot is able to obtain the information needed in a conversational manner and provide a more customized service. In PNC, policy endorsements, such as change in the number of vehicles, can be quickly addressed by bots rather than a human agent, and such bots are able to run 24-7. Insurers are also looking at using machine learning models to predict claim frequencies and severities. For auto insurance, for example, Traditional methods include generalized linear models, but alternatives such as neural networks are being explored, which brings about really interesting considerations surrounding biased outcomes. As we know that in Canada, auto insurance pricing, for example, must be fair in order to comply with regulations. Other examples include customer lifetime value prediction, where complex analytics are performed consumer behavior data in order to assess the customer's profitability for the insurer. Such assessment is then used to predict cross-buying behavior and retention and are also used to inform personalized marketing strategies. Of course, actuaries have a natural interest in risk management, so I'm just wondering how can they apply their knowledge to address algorithmic risks and is there a way to even quantify these risks? 
Good question, Chris. If you think about it, algorithmic risks are really a combination of operational risk and model risk. It is a risk that may arise from beginning to end of the decision-making process involving an algorithm, starting from data input, model implementation, model selection, to governance and communication of the model output. These risks also give rise to reputational risk. And all of these risks I just mentioned, operational risk, model risk, and reputational risk, are known to be extremely difficult to quantify for various reasons. I do, however, hold the view that actuaries are well positioned to identify and manage algorithmic risks. We're a profession that work heavily with data, we can read and write code, we can work with complicated models, and most importantly, what really sets us apart is that we understand the business context. Given the growing popularity of artificial intelligence and its application in financial services industry, a key reason behind me writing this article is for us to start thinking about how we as a profession can participate, can own, and even lead the conversation on algorithmic risk management, especially when it comes to machine learning applications in traditional actuarial areas. The very first step is, of course, to understand what algorithmic risks are and to recognize that they do exist and are starting to become more and more prevalent. Then we can begin the process of identifying where within our business, within the automated or the semi-automated processes or use cases that these risks may arise. In your article, you mentioned that some regulators have started to regulate algorithmic decision-making. And one of the themes seems to be that consumers have a right to explanation, especially when pertaining to pricing and underwriting decisions that are made using algorithms. Can you explain to us how this information could be communicated, especially if most people find these algorithms difficult to understand in the first place? Yeah, again, that's a really good question. So how can we communicate algorithmic decision-making to the general public? But unfortunately, it's one of those questions that still remain unanswered to this very date. What I would say is that this taps into the field of explainable AI or XAI, which like machine learning isn't a new field, but is rapidly growing in light of these challenges. The field refers to the study of artificial intelligence techniques that can be understood by humans. So essentially opening the black box to examine how the algorithm arrives at its results. In fact, what it means to explain an algorithm is still a very debated topic. The consensus appears to be that explainability itself needs to be defined based on the audience in the first place. That is to say, who we are explaining the algorithm to. A lot of attention is paid to the explainability to the general public as stipulated by the GDPR, for example, GDPR stands for General Data Protection Regulation. Those subject to decisions made by the algorithm need to understand how conclusions are reached, especially if the outcome is adverse to them. For example, having an insurance or a mortgage application being rejected by an algorithm, and they would like to understand how to increase their chance of obtaining that in the future. But in fact, it's not just the public that needs algorithms to be interpretable. The modelers themselves need to understand the model's inner workings in order to improve it. 
the validator, the auditor, or the regulator needs to understand how input gives rise to output in order to validate and or to make sure that the algorithm comply with uh, regulatory requirements. For those who are interested, current explainable AI techniques are mostly driven by technical experts focusing on three stages of explainability, from pre-modeling to modeling and to post-modeling stages. Again, we still have a very long way to go in terms of getting to the stage where we're able to explain an algorithm decision-making to the general public. There are, of course, also numerous relevant considerations, such as data privacy, bias systems giving rise to biased data, which again acts as input into algorithms and subsequently giving rise to biased outcomes. Together, we need to see joint effort coming from several fronts, such as regulatory and public oversight, as well as close collaborations between academia and the industry. As actuaries, we need to continue to educate ourselves on this topic, to evolve and equip ourselves with a relevant skill set along this journey. And I hope that this article would help inform the profession and spark interesting conversations on algorithms in insurance and the broader financial services industry. Well, it's certainly an interesting topic. So thanks once again for taking the time to speak with us today. No problem. Thank you. You can read the full essay we discussed today on the CIA website. I'm Chris Fiboli, and thank you for tuning in to Seeing Beyond Risk.